Welcome to the Ditch the Suits podcast, where we get real about the stuff no one in the financial world wants you to know about. Learn how you can better manage your family's wealth while protecting it from financial exploitation and so-called financial advisors. Here's to your financial awakening. Welcome your hosts, Steve Campbell and Travis Moss. Welcome back to Ditch the Suits podcast. Steve Campbell here with you. Today, we are starting a brand new series on all things financial freedom. In part one, Travis and I will address this issue that sometimes when we reach our ultimate goal, which in this case is financial freedom, we can sometimes find that depression is an unexpected and unwanted guest upon our arrival. You've worked so hard for this moment only to find that something just seems to be missing. So how do you make sense of this? Don't worry, we will address this and much, much more in this episode. As always, if you haven't already, please subscribe and follow this podcast so you never miss a new episode. And if this show has impacted you, we would love to earn a five-star rating and possibly have you leave a review. Your ratings and reviews help others become believers. We only get one shot at this thing called life. We just want to try and help you get the most out of it. So as always, thanks for being our guest and enjoy this new series. Well, welcome back to Ditch the Suit. Steve Campbell here with Travis Moss. You know, we are now entering episode 31. We've uh, made it through 30 episodes thus far. Thank you for all of you that have been listening, subscribing, leaving reviews, ratings, and even reaching out to us. Travis and I want you to know how much it means the world to us to hear from you, that these uh, podcast episodes are making an impact on you in your personal, professional life and what it means to you. When we hear from you, it just gives us all the motivation to keep going. And over the last 30 episodes, we've talked sometimes at length, but uh, a little bit here and there about this idea of financial freedom, which if I had to probably think why a lot of people listen to a financial podcast, it's because you're hoping to get those tools, resources, nuggets, things that can help you in your personal life um, to really get to this ultimate place of financial freedom. But you know, when we begin to think about this and where we're ultimately going to trying to have the ability to do what we want, when we want, how we want... There's also sometimes another hidden emotion that comes along when we finally reach that moment of uh, financial independence that many of us don't even realize. So Travis, I know you work with clients, you hear from them when they finally get to this, you know, top of the mountain moment that they've been, you know, trying to plan for their entire life. There's sometimes this accompanying feeling that they weren't expecting. Do you want to help kind of bring us up to speed on some of the conversations you've been having and what you've been talking about? Yeah, these are real life scenarios is kind of like being a mountain climber and you reach the peak of the mountain and you do a great job. You're, you know, so proud of the fact that you got there and then you look down the other side and you're just kind of like, oh, that's it. And there's a sense of depression that can set in and it can happen to just about anybody. I've seen super successful entrepreneurs where this happens to them, um, successful business people yep, and just individuals who uh, individually became very successful, say at a very young age, part of that kind of fire program where they all of a sudden reach financial freedom, let's say in their late thirties, early forties, and something kind of happens where they start to look at themselves and say, well, now what, you know, uh, what's, what's the point? What's the purpose? We talk about it all the time, the meaning of money and the fact that you have to have an identity outside of the dollars. Yep. But we spend a lot of time trying to get to financial freedom, focusing on the dollars. And then all of a sudden we have the dollars that we need. And it's like, okay, uh, I closed that chapter of my life, but the next chapter is completely unwritten. 
and I don't even know what the title is. So it's, we want to try to, you know, share some of these kind of situations that we've been through before with others so that they maybe can get some perspective on what to expect maybe when you get there. And I think if you can expect, you know, some of the feelings that you might have, you can maybe set yourself up more successfully. Well, I think when you talk about avoiding depression and the words financial freedom, um, typically you wouldn't think that those two words go together, right? Typically when we think financial freedom, we think overjoyed, I did it, yeah, I, I, I reached, <laughs> but you're, you're talking about avoiding depression. I think maybe what's helped our podcast resonate with listeners is I think it's real conversations um, that yep. we're willing to have that probably a lot of people are either having internally in their own mind, or if they were bold enough to maybe share with a spouse or a coworker, which is I'm struggling. I have everything I've ever wanted on paper. I've reached it, but I, something's still missing. And so when you're talking about avoiding yeah. depression, we want to talk you through maybe some scenarios, some examples, some things that we've experienced, talk through with people about what leads to this, you know, depression and kind of where it stems from. So, you know, you talked about earning a living, putting away money. You know, there's really probably a first group of people listening to this, those that are just getting started out, you know, they're trying to make things work. You know, they're, they're living, you know, paying their bills. Why don't you talk about this group for those and someone just getting started out and where depression can come from? Yeah, I think that's a, that's a great setup. And there's a whole movement out there called the fire movement, which um, I guess is this concept of trying to accumulate as much as you can to become financially free as, as young as possible, essentially. So it's like you're in the super hyperdrive to get there. And, you know, when you're starting out and you're trying to get your finances in order and start saving and paying off debts and those kind of things, you're trying to figure out how to pay the bills. You're, yep. you're dealing with emergencies that come up. You haven't got savings yet. You're juggling between putting money away versus, you know, having enough money to do some fun things. You're, if you're going to be financially free early, you're juggling between essentially what would be a normal retirement type of savings versus being able to save in a way that you're going to be able to access that pre-normal retirement ages. There's, there's a lot of, um, challenges that are going to come along. And that type of person, a lot of times they're kind of bouncing around, moving money from one account to another one, playing with a spreadsheet, you know, budgeting dollar to dollar, really figuring out how to make enough money to, you know, cover the bills. If you have kids, but, you know, get braces for the kids, send them to summer camp. But it's, you have this constant, kind of challenge of always trying to find enough money to cover everything you need to do. And then when you achieve it, it's like this big rush. It's like, ah, I got it. I did that. Right. And you, you might spend, and, and I've been in this boat before you might spend hours every week, just moving numbers around your spreadsheet, trying to figure out the best way to do everything, right. Use this account for that and that account for that. And then the paycheck comes in and you, you know, you're just trying to figure out how to move the numbers around. Well, what happens, you know, you, all of a sudden you get and you reach your pinnacle, you reach that peak of, you know, your your financial freedom goal and you no longer have to move the numbers around the spreadsheet anymore. Like it's all like you just, it all just stops on you. So right. you're used to these things where you're running the race yep, um, and you're juggling, you know, the numbers and when you're successful, it makes you feel really great because you did that. And then all of a sudden you've done that. It's like, okay, I did that, got the t-shirt, 
now what's next? I don't have to worry about the money anymore. So now what's next? So, you know, that's our first group. I think not necessarily somebody who has to be finding financial freedom yet could be somebody in their fifties or just, they've, they've been kind of, think about it like this. You've been, I don't want to say scarred, but you've been branded with that type of experience with the type of experience where, you know, you were day to day or week to week concerned about the dollars and it made an impression on you in a way yep. that you feel like if you're not worrying about that stuff, you're missing something. Yeah. Or, or you're not being a good steward, right? I, I think when you don't have a lot, you're getting started or you're trying to be wise with your money. Um, when you start to make more money, a lot of times those initial scarcity mindsets, things that you dealt with of, you know, we need to save, we need to not spend. And now you come into more money and you have it. You know, I'm just thinking about all those people out there. Uh, so as Travis mentioned, the FIRE movement, FIRE stands for Financially Independent Retire Early. So it's this entire movement across the country and really around the world of people that really want to be financially independent so they can retire early. Um, maybe sometimes you have, you know, two spouses that are completely on the same page. They both love moving numbers around. Sometimes you really typically only have one spouse, though, that is really into this. It's almost like gamesmanship. You know, you're trying to, to continue to move the ball forward. You're playing a game. You know, if I move money from this account to this account, this will free up this money. And you can spend so many years doing this where another spouse is kind of like waiting to get to the end and be like, all right, whatever, whatever you say and however you want to move money, that's fine. Just let me know. We can go take a vacation, you know, and you finally <laughs> get to that point that maybe you can go take a vacation. And honestly, you're afraid to still spend money. Yeah. Right. Because, yeah. because you've been, you've been, you have scarce. to move it around on your spreadsheet. Yeah. And and here's the other spouse or significant other or whoever that's dependent upon you being like, great, we've done all the things, you know, and now what do we do? And it's like, uh, uh, it's just maybe not the right time. You're stuck in this place. And when we say the word depression, we're, we're not talking about bedridden, you know, you can't make one decision after another. It's more of this feeling that you just have in your gut of something's missing, something's not right. You did what you were supposed to do and it's just not coming there. So if you're, if you're listening, you're part of this first group, you're, you're saving, you're spending, you're moving money around, you're trying to cover the bills, you're trying to be a good steward, you're trying to be wise, you get to where you're trying to go and something just still isn't kind of getting to where you want to go. That's kind of group number one. And I think there was maybe a few others, Travis, that you were kicking around that I think are great examples too, that might have somebody go, yep, that's me. Yeah, I think we could just broadly categorize another two groups. The, the next one would be, let's say that you're a successful business person. You, you've reached a certain level of professional um, status. You're yep. kind of like your peak earning years. You're about, you're getting near retirement or maybe you're, you're, I mean, we're talking a little bit in past tense. Maybe you've retired and you're going through these feelings, but peak earning years, peak responsibility years, peak like everybody is waiting for you to give the orders and they kind of do what you say type of thing, right? So you're you're at that pinnacle of kind of professional success. Yep. Uh, you're important in mm -hmm. your professional world, right? And 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 when you go to bed, you go to bed thinking about what your next moves are going to be, right? So think about sure. your crazy day and all the different meetings you're going to have, and all the managers reporting to you or the people reporting to you, and and maybe some deals you're working on, and you're thinking about, well, how can I put these together a different way, close something, you know, make some margins, that kind of stuff. It's it's you know more the business side of it, but it really gets you going. It's it's. Or maybe it stresses you out, but it's it's important from a standpoint of other people rely on it. Yep. And 
So you go to bed thinking about it, um, thinking about your own personal decisions, how they influence. Uh, you get up, you have breakfast, and you're thinking about it. You're thinking about it on the way into work. In fact, you might be listening to a podcast to help you understand better perspective of it on the way to work. I mean, it is all yeah. consuming, basically, at that point a lot of times. Yep. And you go in and you close your negotiations or whatever you're working on, and boom, you know, like all that angst that was kind of working up to it, you know, all that nervous energy and you're successful, you do whatever, you know, you were thinking of and, and you do it well and you get this big, huge rush, you know, you get dopamines just pouring into your brain. You're just feeling like you can do no wrong. Like you're at the top of the mountain. Yeah. Um, and this is what you've worked your whole career for. And, you know, you are basically the company's problem solving machine. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you're like, okay, all done. Right. And where do you get to ha- to to fix those? Where do you get to be the fixer anymore? You know, right. I mean, like, like those are big. Some of those problems might be multi million dollar problems on the balance sheet or something like that, right? They could be people's careers. They could be launching programs and being innovative. And then all of a sudden, you're not that person anymore. Right. And that is a huge, like, big time. Sometimes people struggle with these things at the same time. You can have kind of a passion for moving the numbers around in your spreadsheet, trying to work these projects out. Yep. And then at the same time, love kind of like the challenge of fixing the problems. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, you have no more numbers to move around and you have no more problems to fix. It's like, who am I? What do I do next? When you're thinking about retirement, one of the things I always talk to people about is what is it that you would rather be doing than what you're doing right now? Right. And until that becomes bigger and more important than what you're doing right now, you may not be ready because there's nothing to replace the void, right? There's just this big, huge black hole when you stop one day, when you stop cold turkey, you're just all done with everything. And that's got to get filled with something. And if you're going in without a plan, you can kind of get paralysis where you don't know which way to go. And that's where, you know, these feelings of what am I worth, you know, or what am I missing? Or I feel guilty because, you know, and it's, they're natural, very, very natural to have. And sometimes you have them all at the same time. And and normally the people who don't have them are the people who are, you know, they're leaving one place and they're going to, they already know where they're going next, you know, but a lot of us, we work so darn hard to get to financial freedom. We actually don't know what financial freedom will actually look like beyond just, you know, some immediate general, I know we're going to get to them later, but just general ideas. The third group, uh, just to get to that was, this is a little bit more in the entrepreneur bucket, mostly because business owners have a tendency to be like holding on by a thin thread, a thin thread sometimes where they've got some big problems, right? They've got to meet payroll or they don't get a paycheck and maybe have to let people go and it's super embarrassing and maybe could close their business or they're dealing with regulators or um, they're dealing with lenders or not being able to get enough money or all kinds of issues. And a lot of times their their personal financial well-being is on the line. And there are you know, I was talking to somebody the other day and and I was trying to explain to them because there's like, I don't understand why this business owner keeps going into these cycles where they, they keep taking on these crazy projects. And I said, well, that's their DNA. Their DNA is to take on something that is seems 
unachievable to many people and to overcome it and say, ha, look what I did. Yeah. Get that rush and then move on to the next one. They're actually literally looking for, I mean, you know, looking for a battle to fight because, because that's who they are. You know, it's funny. They have entrepreneur class. You can go to college and you can take a class in entrepreneurism. And as an entrepreneur, this is one of the things that I, that I always kind of laugh at. You either are an entrepreneur or you aren't. You can't take a class on it. It has to do with a mentality, a glutton for punishment in a way that most other people wouldn't. So when you subtract the roller coaster from the, the entrepreneur and their life becomes boring, they will naturally seek out the thrill of overcoming, right? Whether it's deal making or, you know, building things or taking something that was supposed to be dead and reviving it, right? That's, they're going to find, they, they have to find something like that because that's how they're wired. That's what keeps them that high energy going all the time. And so when all of a sudden they just sell the business and stop one day, that 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 internal wiring, the physiology of the human being, that doesn't change. They still have this need, this craving. Yep. And it's got that energy's got to go someplace. And if it doesn't go someplace, it can literally make them sick. So, yeah. you know, all group, all these groups of people, you can you can we use these three groups just to classify, right? Just to kind of create some examples, but they all overlap. People can struggle. You don't have to be an entrepreneur to struggle with what an entrepreneur deals with. I mean, like it, it's really just about I'm go, go, go. I am this person who is driven by purpose. I want to get the financial freedom. I want to be able to say I can do whatever I want. And then you get there and that inner fire in you that got you there like you don't want to just let that fire go out. It needs to continue to burn brightly, but you have to figure out how to redirect it. Yeah. Well, that's what I was thinking of. And you just took the word as redirect, redirect your energy, redirect your passions. And if maybe you're listening and you're also thinking about, man, I don't really fit in one of these three groups, or maybe I do. We've experienced this in other part of our lives. If you've ever been a caregiver, uh, if you've ever had some, oh, yeah. some moment or did, you know, when something takes up so much of your life, even if you don't consider it a positive, but it's all, you know, when that moment stops, you know, whether the person you were caring for passes away, you've moved on, there's still a void because it's who you were. And I know many people would say, my job isn't who I am. I'm my own person. But I think what you do is if we're all really being honest, our job really does shape a lot of our identity more than we realize. And, it, and it's more intrinsically involved, even if we tell all ourselves all the things that, you know, I could walk away at any moment. It, there's still, anytime you have major shifts in your life, in this case, we're talking about financial freedom, but you leave one moment into the next, you still have to redirect those energies. Otherwise, it could really lead into real onset depression, isolation, loneliness, because a big part of it too is when you're financially free, it's not like you can take all your buddies at work with you because they're all not retiring at the same time. So it's not like you're taking this life that you had at work and you're just continuing it on in another realm. I mean, a lot of times when you reach financial freedom, especially if you're in the FIRE program, unless you are in a circle of friends that are all thinking and living the same way as you are, maybe you're a minimalist or you're saving like crazy, you're going to be able to do things sooner and faster than most people in your circle. What happens then is also you're going to be able to arrive at destinations earlier than people in your circle. And there may not be other people there to celebrate with you or keep you going, right? So 
if you're struggling with this idea of financial freedom and how it can be depression, just also think about other areas of your life where you've had something, you know, one of the episodes, Travis, you and I talked about is dealing with toxic or, you know, personal relationships. Mm-hmm. We gave you some real keys for how to deal with those. Maybe you did a couple episodes ago and you dealt with that person, but now it's left this void because that person took up so much of your mental and emotional bandwidth that you're trying to figure out how to now redirect those energies to as well. So I think for a first conversation, as Travis said, this is going to be part of a series. Uh, we're going to give you some examples here and talk through you know, where this depression kind of comes from, how to get out of it, and what you can look forward to. But we wanted to at least give you some real conversations of what we hear from people in what is ultimately a good thing, being financial freedom, can sometimes be also met with this unwanted feeling of depression slash kind of just something missing. So Travis, anything else here before we close out and kind of move into the next episode? No, but I I, I do, I, I would reiterate just, I think you made a very good point on the fact that, you know, there are going to be people in everybody's circle that themselves are financially successful and others who aren't. And I think that, you you know, you also have to make sure that you don't allow outside opinions also drive you into some of these feelings because whether you're financially free or not, there's a phenomenon that happens when you become very successful. Maybe you're more successful than anybody in your peer group, that, that being your friends or your family members. And there's jealousy that sets in. And so they start taking shots because they don't understand how you can go on a nice vacation like you go on or how you can have a nice car or a nice house or something like that. And that's kind of a completely separate issue. And you're right. We talked about that prior to this, but I do think that that's really important in making sure when you're, when you're, if you're feeling this way, you know, you've had a big life event that that's happened that, that, you know, some of it are inwardly, we, we cause it ourselves and some of it are kind of projected onto us from others. And I think it's, it is important to have enough self-awareness to identify that because you're going to deal with both sets of issues probably differently. Yeah. Well, this is uh, only episode one in a little three-part series talking about all things financial freedom. So as always, thanks for being our guests and thanks for stopping by. Well, thanks for listening. We appreciate you taking the time to listen to this entire episode. Uh, We hope that this information has inspired you and empowered you to go out and live your best life. But let's be honest, you might have a question or two about some of the things we talked about today. If this is you, Travis and I are here to help in any way that we can. You can reach out to us and follow us on social media on Facebook at CPG. You can send us an email, uh, info at seedpg.com. Just let us know in the email. This is in regards to ditch the suits, a question or topic you might want us to cover. Or you can visit our website, which is seedpg.com. That's seedpg.com. Head up to that right corner, fill out that contact us button, and just let us know in the comments that this is in regards to ditch the suits. If you have a question, a series of questions, or anything we can do to help you on your journey to financial freedom, Travis and I are here to help. So again, it's your money and it's your life. You only get one shot at this thing. Our job is to make sure you get the most out of it. Thanks for being our guest. And until next time, have a great day. Thanks for listening. Ready to ditch the suits? Remember, it's your money and your life. For more information, visit seedpg.com. That's seedpg.com. If this podcast has impacted you, we ask that you subscribe or follow so you never miss an episode. And be sure to share with a friend.